request for two college professors to take a second look at questions and answers from around the internet and from you, the listener. My name is Professor McBurney. And my name is Professor Mark Sheriff. Oh. You sound down today. Oh, no. UVA just lost in the NIT by one point. M- but... Must be nice for for a team you care about to have played in any postseason basketball whatsoever. I know, I know, but you were also posting about WVU beating Wake Forest on Twitter earlier, which, you know, brought up other old memories of... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I probably deserve that. But... You, you know, I, I think I think my mental, my mental health improved when I decided that caring about the athletic uh, exploits of 19 to 22-year-olds, um, I, I could just ignore that and only care about the academic exploits of 19 to 22-year-olds, because that's enough stress as it is. There, now it's nice and subtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get that grip it and rip it. There you go. Yeah. That's um, how you that's how you know it's a t- Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a Tuesday night when you're dealing with group project drama. Well, <laughs> tell me. So, you know, about all that drama, are you looking for a new job? Because uh, not at the moment, but I am up for a reappointment this year. So maybe I will that's be true. That's true. Because, oh, boy, was there a job posting this past week that has been making the rounds through academic Twitter and yep. uh, you, you and I have already talked about it a little bit, but well, uh, we've talked about it just kind of through tweets back and forth. But this bears this bears reading. So this is a position for an assistant adjunct professor in chemistry and biochemistry at UCLA. My goodness, that is a it's a prestigious university. Let's hear what they are looking for. The Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry at UCLA seeks applications for an assistant adjunct professor on a without salary basis. Applicants must understand there will be no compensation for this position. Responsibilities will include teaching according to the instructional needs of the department. Qualified candidates will have a PhD in chemistry, biochemistry, or equivalent discipline and have significant experience and strong record in teaching chemistry at the college level. Wow. This kind of blue... It's kind of blew benefits up. Ha- the benefits have to be really good, I would imagine. I think they're be- they're being paid with exposure. You know, it's yeah. like it's like when you go to someone, it's like, hey, I'll make sure I I rep your brand really good. Just give me some free stuff. Yeah. Getting paid in exposure. Well, of course. Well, I mean, you know, and and of course, I I just went uh, to the food truck today, and uh, coincidentally, uh, they're taking exposure now at the food truck. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's yeah, it's like crypto and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was able to get a taco and be like, "Hey, you know, there's there's a guy I, I made a a picture for at some point, so you know, hand it over." And then they just did. You I, know, that's amazing. That's incredible. So, of course, uh, academic Twitter lost their collective minds over this. Uh, I think some of my favorite uh, responses were things like the uh, the people who said this was union busting uh, at at UCLA, which I still which haven't. Sp- specifically, the union at UCLA said it was union busting, which, exactly. so, you know, we'll, let, let's call them in a not impartial source. That's fair. Definitely not impartial. So I was still trying to figure out how exactly it was union busting. Of course, then there were the people who said, well, this is just because they are a highly ranked university and, and just being a part of the university is what you want to be. And 
they'll take anyone to come and teach. And then all the people who said, well, everyone should just apply for this position to make the hiring committee. <laughs> so my, there are two responses that I saw that I really liked. And one of them was from a professor in the department that just yep. simply said, nothing like waking up to the entire world dunking on my department. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and the other, now this, this was claiming to, clarify things did you mm -hmm. read the clarifying things post uh is this from the ucla official twitter yeah. one yep because i i think the professor who said the dunking on thing then went on to explain it but i'll go <laughs> ahead and yeah yeah well and we, we'll definitely get in that but let me let me read this one so this was their attempt at clarifying and for those that are listening because this is not a visual medium that had air quotes Clarify. Well, I, think, I, think, I think you enunciated it correctly to assume uh, <laughs> the air quotes. There we go. UCLA is committed to providing fair compensation to faculty across the institution. Well, that's a good opener. We recognize the language in this particular advertisement could have been benefited from additional context. You don't say. And we're committed to doing better in the future. Well, okay, great. In the spirit of providing additional context. Okay, thanks. Arrangements such as these are common in academia. Really? And in cases where formal classroom teaching is a component, compensation for these services is provided commiserate to experience with an eye to equity within the unit. Okay, yeah. Some positions may be without salary when individuals are compensated by other sources and a formal affiliation with UCLA is necessary. So here is my, here is, here is what the one professor who, who said the Dunkin' Out thing clarified. And, and I get it which was that effectively and and this is this was someone's instinct was that effectively there is probably someone who is like a research assistant there maybe not necessarily a research professor or they have some other connections within the community to research where they're getting some salary from UCLA for some other reason and they effectively created a job posting just for them because just due to most likely laws in the state of California, they probably have to publicly post every job that they offer. They can't just hire right. someone right out of the gate. Right. And my guess is that this individual maybe wasn't a uh, professor, but got that sort of uh, adjunct title, which would allow them to uh, either access a lab or access a resource or potentially be on a student's PhD committee. Yeah, that I was, think that last that one... Was my, that was my, like actually thinking about it for a minute and not trying to come up with a funny joke thought was, but I admittedly spent far more time on, on the, the funny joke part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that the last one there, particularly about, um, that they, they probably, and I think, I think we actually, a friend of a friend of ours mm -hmm. actually contacted, like touch base with someone there. It's like, yeah, someone on sabbatical that just needs to show that they are quote unquote affiliated with, UCLA in order to do X, Y, or Z, whatever it might be. But the fact that all of academic Twitter immediately leapt to the worst case scenario when all of us have seen the administrivia BS that we mm -hmm. have to do to just pull off our day-to-day -day jobs. I mean, yeah, like, like me asking students for letters of recommendation for me for reappointment. 
when well, I, I mean, technically yeah. you're just going to give us names and we're going to go bother them. But yeah, it doesn't hurt right. if you ask them ahead of time to make sure they're not going to say things like that bald guy punched me in the face seven times last Friday. Yeah, no, you I know? didn't, I didn't ask that guy for a letter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, besides it was only six times. I mean, come yeah. on, grow a spine. Yeah. The last but... one was really more a slap. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, the, I yeah, the employment rules are weird. Having to post things are weird. But you have to assume someone in HR read this post and went, you know, maybe we should write something else here. Yeah, I mean, maybe the thought was like, oh, if we just make it seem incredibly unappealing, we won't have to actually do a whole committee process because. You know, no one else will apply. Maybe that was the thought process. I don't know. Maybe that was the thought process. I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyway, I got another thing I want to talk about because it is something I've been looking at and I will not buy. But gosh darn it, I kind of want to buy one. Um, Apple's released a new computer, and I know that mm-hmm. makes you very excited. Because Will, tell tell me about tell me about your passion for Apple computers. Man, I love how Apple just makes computers that are never backwards compatible and don't work with any of the software in our class. And every semester I have to find new ways to install basic stuff like the latest version of Python. That's just my favorite part of teaching. I mean, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning (laughs) is dealing with error messages on students' Macs when I don't own a Mac and have never owned a Mac and so all I do is just Google the error message, which the student could have done. Yeah, that's just my favorite part of the job. I don't know about you, but. Mm. <laughs> well, you could own a Mac. In fact, you could own one of these brand new Mac studios, which is effectively like they took two. They look like they took two Mac minis, which already mm-hmm. just, you know, those silver you know, large hockey puck looking suckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just duct taped them together because twice as tall. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they released the Mac Studio, uh, well, first there's a couple things. I, I actually want to talk about the name first. Because there for a long time, there was the iMac and I anything was meant to be the consumer level product that right. Apple was putting out. And then they had Mac Pro. And they actually still have AirPods Pro. And that Pro, 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 it was interesting because there's the, the, the article on the verge that did the review that I, that I really like on the studio about how, the, how much they went into it, talked about how the word pro has lost a lot of meaning there for a while. You know, you could make the argument that pro is like, this is the professional level, but we kind of tack that word on a lot of things now. Yeah. Yeah. And so the marketing strategy of using the word studio is actually kind of brilliant because they are intending the Mac studio to be a machine for content creators, people who yeah. do video editing, image editing, audio editing, and the word animation. St- yeah, that type exactly. Of, yeah. Animation, all of those sorts of things. And the word studio intentionally evokes creativity and engineering and process and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's actually, you know, subversively marketing smart yeah yeah well the the machine itself 
uh, has some interesting specs in it that I think bear uh, talking about. We and I did a office hours on the M1 chip, which I know I know is your favorite part of the oh, Mac yeah. is that brand new M1 I, chip. Actually, I and I'm, I I actually haven't had issues specifically with that, but that's because I don't do a class with virtualization. Um, sure, it's the it's Big Sur. That specifically is the version of Mac that refuses to install things because Mac's not backwards compatible. So it, it changes version to version what works or not. Fair enough. But I'm not talking about Mac OS. So you can right, be very true. happy with this. So so we have the M1. Yeah, because there's a large number of products made by a diverse array of companies that use Mac OS. Oh, wait, there isn't. Okay. I was hoping I could get all of that Sorry, out of your system ahead. at the beginning. <laughs> so we have the, the M1. And then we have the M1 Pro. That's the that's the next level up chip they have. Mm-hmm. The next level is called the M1 Max. Okay, this is making sense. Admittedly, as much sense as i3, i5, i7, i9. Right, right, right. Okay, but then we have the M1 Ultra. Okay. And so the Mac Studio either comes with a Max or an Ultra. And what's super interesting about this is compare this to the machine you just built. So let's actually talk about the specs of the machine. You just built your new yeah. super awesome top yeah. of the line. What are you rocking now? Uh, so processor is a twelfth gen i seven. Um, so it the, the the it's the current generation of Intel uh, processors. Believe, is that a twelve core, sixteen core, eighteen core? Uh, I actually don't remember off. I think it's in that control. range. I, I know. I know. It, core it's either not- twelve or eighteen. I think it's twelve. I think it's 12, um, and i9 uh, is 18 cores. I know that. Correct. Uh, okay. I, so then it's, from there, yeah. Um, yeah, 12 cores. Okay. Uh, but 20 logical processors. Anyway, uh, from there, I have... Uh, the big thing is the graphics card, which was what got me to finally actually build the whole system, was I actually got one, uh, an Asus Strix uh, 3080, which is it's their overclocked version, so it's kind of their... It's their highest end, you know, in-house kind of overclocking modification on the underlying NVIDIA 3080 chip, which I, you know, some people are like, oh, you got to get 3090. If you're, unless you're doing animation, there's no reason to have a 3090. Like, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, And then beyond that, it's, you know, the rest of it's fairly uninteresting. I mean, the motherboard is, is an Asus ROG motherboard. Um. You know, it's DDR4 memory, not DDR5, because DDR5 is still extraordinarily expensive. And uh, lights. Yeah. Let's not forget oh, yeah. the there, lights. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of LED stuff, and the memory sticks have LEDs. Um, the case the, is it's an airflow oriented case. You know, so, because so you how much cooling. faster does it? How much faster does it go because of the lights? Um, it goes about 14% faster because 14, of the, the lights. Yeah. 14% yeah. faster. Okay. Three, All right. 13.8, but rounding. Okay. So, and, and, and roughly ballpark 3,500, 4k kind of somewhere whenever, in there. I mean, the biggest there. far and away, the biggest cost was the graphics card. Uh, yeah, which right. E- e- even MSRP of that graphics card is like 1600, which was actually right. what I got it for. But so. This is, you know, top of the line stuff. Powerful, powerful machine that you are rocking there. Could you could I wouldn't say top of the line, but but like the next tier down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's in the top, you know, 5% one. You know, it's up there for what people use. Of like computers people have. Yeah. 
So the the M1 Max chip, which is the quote, which is the lower end of the uh, of the Mac Studio, mm-hmm. has the ARM processor setup as opposed to the Intel setup, and so what it goes for is more go wide as opposed to go big. So right, so, so more cores, Inti- but a lo- but a lower base rate. Exactly. Base right. Exactly. So so yours has twelve cores, and now for for people listening, a core is effectively a brain it's a single brain that can think one thing at one time so in in essence ignore the logical cores for a Mm -hmm. moment mcburney's machine can think 12 things at the same time which is good right because you want to have one thing thinking about the Mm -hmm. screen and a couple things thinking about the game he's playing and recording audio and whatever else okay the m1 max has um a 10 core cpu which is less eight of them performance, two of them efficiency. And that uh, Apple yeah. has ways they balance things S- similar here, 12 cores, but uh, doing some mental math here real quick. I think four of them are efficiency cores. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Then the 24 core GPU, which we're not going to get into the equivalency with that with a 3080. Matter of fact, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but not right now. But the other interesting thing is that the M1 chips have a, uh, 16 core neural engine also as well. So why is that interesting? Well, it's interesting because the neural engine cores are meant specifically to do machine learning stuff. Mm. Things like, oh, I don't know, image analysis and audio analysis and video processing. And so the M1 Max chip has 16 cores specifically for doing all of that creative stuff while the CPU mm. can do the stuff of just making the machine run. And then Apple said, oh, that's nice. What if we took two of those M1 Max chips and stapled them together? <laughs> and that's what they did. That's <laughs> yeah. what's interesting about this this architecture is, whereas with the Intel chip, they ha- they're having to make those cores go faster. But with the M1 chip... Well, basically, they just take more of those cores and just right. kind of attach them and then add some more heat sinks. So mm-hmm. the ultra goes up to after you've doubled everything, you've got 64 cores and 32 neural engine cores. And at the end of the day, that machine is in the four to six thousand dollar range. Yeah, that is interesting because just three years ago, the Mac Pro the top of the line model, if you put in everything, was $52,000. Mm-hmm. And this apparently blows it out of the water for all yeah. of the creative tasks you can think of. Yeah. So it's super interesting that, that to have this really tiny machine, physically tiny machine, that you just... It, it, it's, it's like a high-end appliance, and it mm-hmm. just does stuff now the thing that you definitely have beating on it though is in the apple um in the apple press conference they said oh yeah this machine can outperform a a gtx 3080 and the verge did some tests and nah it it it, they they tried playing games on it and it was no all all three (laughs) of the games that have been released on mac in the last five years they tried all of them (laughs) apparently tomb raider is apparently a very popular test game to run so anyway um Um, i don't think any of our students are gonna be using the the mac studio probably but you know for things like we're doing right here to have optimal stuff for doing audio mm -hmm. editing it sounds super cool but i guess my my issue is 
again, um, e- even though, and, I, and and to be clear, I totally get Mac has grown dramatically in terms of its usage, especially in the laptop uh, laptop uh, community and in terms basically college students getting a lot of Macs as their laptop. I get that. Um, you know, I, and I, and to be clear, I would rather have competition than not have competition. I don't want Windows to have a monopoly or anything like that. I just have all my little things that I've had to deal with as a teacher with Mac that just frustrate me. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be gaming computers. That's just, no, they're really good at what they do, but. Well, and it, I mean, the simple issue is that you talked about what it is. It, it's a, it's you know two hockey pucks effectively glued together, right? Well, you know, my computer by comparison is like a foot and a half long by like a, a almost a foot and a quarter tall by like six inches wide. That creates a wind tunnel, which keeps things cool, which means I can run them at a higher speed even than they're explicitly intended to be run. So like stock speed. Uh so for instance, the stock speed of the of the processor I have is like something like three point uh damn, what was it? Three point six one gigahertz. And I run it at four point three seven because you use a bit more energy, so it, it has a higher clock speed. It just creates more heat. But I have a cooler designed to handle that. And so you know, I can overclock this system with the same with the parts that are quote unquote, you know, the Mac is better than and get more performance out of it because I have that cooling. And you can replace those parts exactly at any time. You're gonna love this part then. It turns out that the SSD inside of the Mac Studio it is can be physically Oh, no, no, no. It can be replaced, but it's disabled in the software. The operating system disallows. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that is. See, that that is actually where I do hate Mac. They are they are like arguably the worst company in the world on right of repair. Right. Right. Well, let's talk about something you do enjoy. Do you do you have something for us? Or you want to talk about it? A game you're playing uh, or something? Or? Well, so I did have a question, which okay. was, um, why doesn't Apple include a charger when I drop $1,100 on a new iPhone? This was on No Stupid Questions. So this has been something that's been growing. You've, you've been seeing fewer chargers it, yeah. released. With, mm-hmm. uh, so I remember when I bought the, the new 3DS, which was the upgraded 3DS, it didn't come with a charge cable that's because right. it was compatible... It was compatible with the old 3DS charge cable, which I had, but that was a standard. And then a lot of a lot of Samsung has moved that way as well. But there's a there's a really good answer to this question. Why doesn't Apple include a charger when you drop one thousand one hundred dollars on a new iPhone? Because you're willing to drop north of a grand on an iPhone without a charger. Because because you willingly paid that amount of money for an iPhone. That if the screen breaks, you have to pay another, what, $200 to have fixed, or else the, if, you know, the digitizer will intentionally corrupt itself, right? That's why. I, so, okay, I, and I agree with you. That is absolutely true. <laughs> if they can get away with it, they're going to get away with it, and that makes perfect sense. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to okay, say get away with it, but yeah, okay, go Okay, well, okay, but I like to, th- I the way I kind of rationalize it, at least, is I like to think that 
we can do with less e-waste period. Correct. Correct. And typically someone who's dropping a thousand dollars on an iPhone probably has several USB chargers right. already. Correct. And it, it, that you don't really need a new, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I buy, I buy extra chargers when I can't find one. I go buy an extra. Ch- I mean, I, I, right. I'm the worst at this. So it doesn't bother me that much that there isn't charger there, but there is, you know, from a consumer perspective, I certainly, <laughs> I certainly understand I, that one. I mean, I understand. And yeah, that, I agree with that from the standpoint. I just saying, you know, it, if you're expecting that, then, then don't buy it. Like there's other yeah. phones that exist in the world. Wow. Bold statement. You, you got a citation for that one? Uh, no, unfortunately I don't. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I actually, my phone is missing right now. I think I think it got lost at work. So I'm going to check okay. the lost and found tomorrow. So anyway. Okay. Quick, quick phone it, story. It's then. in Rice Hall. I know that. Okay. So one day I was lecturing in Rice Hall and I put my phone on the, on the podium, as I always do, and a colleague of ours was finishing up uh, their class. And so I was off doing my own thing, and I came back, and I was trying to log in to our system, which requires two-factor authentication, yep. which requires my phone, and my phone was no longer there. And so I just assumed, I assumed the worst. Turns out the colleague um, took my phone, because he, he just, just thought it was theirs. It was on the table, right? They were just grabbing stuff up. And so I yeah. messaged this person, I was like, hey... I kind of need my phone. Right, well, I, I actually, I called my own phone. I texted my, whatever. And, and, and it, we made a connection. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll bring it back to you tomorrow. I'm like, no, nah, that's not how this works. You took my phone. Yeah. <laughs> In this day and age, I kind of need that. Yeah. It's like, well, I might be coming back to grounds later today. It's like, yeah, you better come back to grounds later today. You took the phone. <laughs> uh, you are lucky that I'm here uh, for this, for this recording. You are because this is this is dipping into prime Elden Ring time for me. Okay, I have been captured by the the gaming craze of the moment of playing Elden Ring, and I know uh, you, yeah, have have been avoiding. Yes, yeah, so this is this is my weird quirk of humanity is that because Elden Ring is a from software game I feel like I have to build up to it starting with the beginning of their catalog so I'm playing Demon Souls right now okay and then I'm gonna play Dark Souls one through three and then probably Bloodborne and Sekiro and then I'll get to Elden Ring and this is why I have <laughs> like 370 some games in my Steam library and I've certainly certainly not played substantially more than half of them Exactly. I think we do need to actually clarify for some folks who aren't gamers. The company's name is yes. from F-R-O-M, from, from Soft- Software, which is the yes. worst who's on first naming of a company yeah. ever. Um, but there's an interesting uh, discussion about from software games, particularly it's come up again here in Elden Ring. Um, and it's been around for every game this company's put out. And and all the games are hard. They're intended to be hard. They're intended to mm-hmm. be challenging but fair. Uh, you get multiple chances at things, but who boy. I mean, you 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 got to work yeah, at there, it to, to no, get through There's it. no live system. You always come back. It's just that, you know, if it, like when you if you're fighting a boss, it's not like you can get like if you get hit twice, you're without healing, you're dead most of the time. 
except in my case which is i'm playing a magic class and so they just kind of look at me funny and i die yeah but yeah, that's you, you get hit once you die yeah yeah basically but what's interesting is is this discussion has come back up about accessibility of games and what we mean by this are things like why isn't there difficulty levels mm-hmm. why you know why don't we have uh, accommodations for people who want to be in on this conversation about playing Elden Ring and enjoying, I mean, it's a vast open world mm-hmm. and being able to see what's going on. Um, and then the response from gamer bros is, well, this game just isn't for you. And that's not cool. Well, all right. Uh, uh, let me play devil's advocate. Not to say that I, I'm, I'm on the side of gamer bros. Demon's advocate, demon souls. Advocate. Yeah. Which is to say that, I think it's relevant. So first, I do support having all these accessibility options in gaming. Uh, Sony, in particular, has gotten really good at this. Ratchet and Clank, for example, uh, has a lot of accessibility options. I know with the Last Horizon game that just came out. Oh yeah, um, there's a ton there. This, um, the you know, this is something that Sony has really pushed as a company. So I want to applaud that, and I, and I want to be clear: I am on the side of increasing that. Where I where I want to still allow, though, for at least some degree of deference is not, not you know, a game is hard, therefore get good, because that's the point of the game, is to get good, as it were. It is something of the, the director's vision of having this game that is about having a challenge and overcoming it. And that's sort of the... the intended goal of his games, And so when the games are incredibly difficult, I at least want to say like, they're not difficult for the sake of being difficult. There's an artistic goal behind that. That's, and again, not to say that there shouldn't be accessibility options at all. I'm not saying that at all. I, I think there frankly should be, but I, I get why there aren't. And I don't want to turn that into it's because the director of the game doesn't care, I guess. I, I'm not necessarily throwing aspersions yeah. at the at the director or, or, or the game company itself. Right, right, right. I, I think that. What, no, but, there, but this is more about the get good culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the thing that gets me, though, is. The game, I mean, OK, there's a little bit of a multiplayer aspect in the game, but honestly, it's you could disable it if you have on any settings or, you know, there's, there's ways around that. Mm-hmm. Or if, if, if you're going to play against someone else and you can't have the accessibility settings on, if that, if that really, really, really mattered. But if it's a solo experience, if mm-hmm. it's just you with your machine and you have, you know, varied abilities, whatever that might be, Mm-hmm. You should be able to set, you know, let, let oh, yeah. the user sure. determine what the challenge is. And it's because, you know, they're this, this set of what you would call the core gamer, hardcore gamer, whatever, that measures their self-worth to some degree over, I beat this game Correct. in this way. So whatever, if you beat the game and you don't have any accessibility turned on and it's the original interpretation of the game... Put a freaking gold star on the winner's space, and then you can put that on Twitter and be all happy about it. Mm. But uh, it's interesting that it's really around the from games where this conversation comes up. Yeah, I 
Well, I think, again, it's it's sort of going back to the kind of that artistic vision. I think that lends itself to a situation where you have a game that is difficult, that wasn't designed to have these types of settings in place. And again, then then it becomes this staple of self-worth. And, and the second it feels like that is getting cheapened from the perspective mm. of people who base their self-worth on it, then there's an instinct to get defensive. Like, so for me, there's there's mods out there that are designed for PC specifically. They're designed to make Elden Ring easier. And, you know, if those mods were available on console, I wouldn't, I, I, I would say that would probably be a good thing, but take that up with the console developers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and to be clear, I, I'm fine with that. If someone downloads a PC mod and modifies Elden Ring however they want, I think anyone who, who, who naysays that, that's, that's to their own detriment as a human being. Um, I just, I just also at least want to somehow give some degree of like credence to the idea of this artistic vision without saying like, again, without saying that accessibility in video games is bad because it's not, I strongly, strongly support increasing that. And I, Microsoft, for example, with their controllers has done fantastic work on that end. Sony from the software side settings about accessibility, uh, their colorblind modes are, have been widely praised, for example. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm glad to see this as an industry moving that. But yes, culturally, there's still some deficiencies. Way back playing Doom, the original mm-hmm. Doom, I could never get past, I don't know, some earlier level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terribly far in. But there's a God Mode cheat. Mm-hmm. And by putting in the God Mode cheat, I got to experience some of the best level design mm-hmm. from, you know, er, the early history of 3D shooters. Yeah, I use the, I still remember the in Rogue Squadron, the un, the unlimited lives cheat, which I needed to get past like the eighth level or something, was I give up. <laughs> that was, that was the actual password for infinite lives. I give up. Anyway, go ahead. But, but that's the point is the have been a part of gaming since the beginning. Sure. Either that or the use of the game shark or other ways of adjusting games. And it's the equivalent in my mind of giving someone a a, a novel Mm -hmm. and saying, this novel is amazing. You have to read it. And you get seven pages in and you hit a word that you're like, I don't understand this word. Like, I don't know what this word means. I just don't know this Mm -hmm. word. It's like, well, you can't look it up and you're not allowed to flip to the end of the book to see what happens. You can't skip that word loser I'm like come on yeah. y'all yeah so you know I, I i completely i get where you i yeah i think your devil's advocate is is an is an accurate one to have you know what is what is the experience of the designer yeah not meant to be an explicit endorsement of that mindset oh i know, oh, I know but no, I just know, trying no. to say like that it, it the, the guy is not sitting there cackling like yes those nub cakes who can't beat my game <laughs> <laughs> no like the guy has you know has has gone on to like streams of people who really struggled with the game and, and got better at it and like done interviews with them and congratulate them as of he wants people to beat the game. He also wants it to be incredibly hard. It's kind of a weird paradigm. Yeah. But but I yeah. understand just, the mindset behind it. Just like a just like a, an author would want you to read 
yeah. the entire book from beginning to end so oh, that yeah. you get I, the, it. So I, I have I have the fantasy novel version of Dark Souls. It's called Malazan, <laughs> Malazan. Malazan Book of the Fallen. <laughs> it is the it is the literature equivalent of Dark Souls, and it is incredibly rewarding. It is the most <laughs> rewarding thing I've ever read. It is the hardest thing I have read that is written in modern English. I, I'm ruling out like esoteric old English work. Mm. Mine is uh, Richard Scary's Neighborhood, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> might, hey, on, we, we might be different levels at that point. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on sabbatical. I don't, I don't yeah. need anybody. Hey, you got you got time for a for a no stupid question? Uh, I do have no time, or I do have time for a no stupid question. Sorry, I have I no have, time have for time. Your... the the word no just migrated in that sentence, like like the birds are doing right now as we approach spring. Humans can eat chocolate. Do you like chocolate? Uh, I'm actually mediocre on chocolate. Okay, well, I, I love chocolate. Okay, dogs shouldn't have chocolate. Correct. Can werewolves have chocolate? Um, if it's not a full moon. Wait. <laughs> or the night before a full moon, because it could still be in your digestive system. Oh, that would be rough, yeah. wouldn't it? If if, yeah. if werewolves can't have chocolate. Like you have then, chocolate and you're like, wait. <laughs> like you you're like you're half a you're half halfway into a Hershey's bar, and then you look at the newspaper and it's oh. like full moon tonight. I mean, that, that's when you got to break out the syrup of Epi Epicac at that point. I mean, that's your only choice. <laughs> you're you're at the you're at the melting pot, and you're just yeah. dipping into that. And you walk yeah. out, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> e e e even worse, like you ate chocolate fondue off a silver platter. Like, oh now now you're just now you're just doubly messed up. <laughs> so, if if werewolves cannot have chocolate. Why did we result to using silver? Why not just put you know some chocolate syrup in the middle of a nice raw steak and toss it at them and just call it a day? Chocolate wasn't readily available in the in Ooh. the in the times in the Victorian era where stories of werewolves are often set for some reason. I thought you were going to say in the time when werewolves actually existed. I mean, also yes. Oh they, yeah, okay. They, they did exist in the Victorian era, but the Industrial Revolution. You know, we we. We managed to to kind of get them, you know, nice stable jobs. They they became the middle class. Mm -hmm. They're doing very well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Bite back better now. Um, oh, that was pretty good. All right, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, werewolves are an untapped resource in the modern economy. Yeah. <laughs> they they can put in in a given month. They can put in twenty seven great days of work. That twenty eighth one, little bit awkward, but the twenty seven <laughs> days, solid. Depends on the work they're doing, though, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. If it's security work, might be a really good night. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. I mean, you just don't want anyone to forget their phone that day and go back into the office in the middle of the night, which I may be doing here in a bit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, maybe I should let you go do that. Thank you mm -hmm. all so much for joining us for... Another episode of Regrade Request. Been lovely having you back to making normal episodes sitting at at our, at our respective machines as opposed to standing next to each other in Providence, Rhode Island, um, which was fun. It was. was a lot of fun. Fun, fun getting home. It was a good drive. But uh, if you're interested in any of those uh, live shows that we did, you can go to uh, sigccoffeebreak.org. That's S-I-G-C-S-E, SIGC coffeebreak.org all one word and that'll take you to a youtube playlist that has the five episodes 
um, from that we did live on the show floor. Two of them were with McBurney. Uh, two of them were with Kristen Stevens Martinez, professor at Duke University. And then one of them, I got kicked off the show by the Spanish speaking <laughs> members of our community. And it was pretty funny. Um, they did it to me last year, too. So, yeah. Uh, but if you'd like to keep hit, listening to this particular show, I hope that you have subscribed on the podcast service of your choice. You can go to regraderquest.com to find links to all of those different uh, locations. Spotify is my current favorite uh, for for finding my uh, podcast of choice, which this one's hosted by Anchor. Still uh, appreciate Anchor as a uh, podcast hosting service. Um, it's free, which has been great because mm-hmm. free is good and it works, mm-hmm. which is also awesome. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, hosts at regraderequest.com. Also, Mark or Will at regraderequest.com will get to us as well. So, For myself and for Professor Will McBurney, take care, be safe, and watch for falling goats. A random falling goat seems like something that will kill you at some point in Dark Souls. Oh, I, oh, yeah. No, they roll. I'm not even joking. Yeah, yeah, They will just, you go up on them, they roll up, and they just roll away like they're Sonic the freaking Hedgehog. Yeah. And just leave the screen, and it's so weird.